Good evening. I'm Ed. I'm an alcoholic. Uh, my topic this evening is sobriety and the family. And uh, I'm uh, kind of honored that that's my topic because that's my been my biggest challenge in sobriety. Uh, and it's also been one of my biggest focuses in sobriety. I'm sure it's no surprise to you practicing alcoholics, one-time practicing alcoholics, recovering alcoholics, that alcohol, alcoholism does not affect only the person who suffers from it. It affects the people that are closest to you, your wife, your significant other, your children, <clears throat> parents, siblings, and uh, I think that during our, our addiction, uh, these people are not they don't have that role so much in our lives as they do the role of hostages. Uh, as alcoholics, we take these people as hostages. Uh, and we hold them hostage from the beginning of our disease through the, through the recovery process. Uh, and it's a role that a lot of them come to understand in your disease. Uh, I think we have to be conscious of this because as we get well and take the necessary actions to stay clean and sober, we tell our hostages that they're free to go and leave us alone now. We're going to get better. So, you know, get on with your lives. You can, that's a culture shock. It's a culture shock for us to go from using addicts to uh, clean, sober, recovering adults. You can imagine the culture shock of the hostage. Well, hey, wait a minute. This is a role I, I know. Uh, and this starts in a lot of ways. It starts with lots of meetings, where, where once we were present and not there, now we're physically gone and not there. And um, that causes, I think, a lot of resentment and, uh, again, part of the ongoing culture shock uh, of taking them out of the role that, that we've placed them in. Uh, we come home late now after, after AA meetings, and uh, we don't reek of pot or booze anymore, maybe cigars or cigarettes, but we want uh, to have a relationship with our former hostage, and they don't understand. Um, it's a little difficult to say, well, I'm better now. Um, and, and many of them feel like they were abandoned during the course of our disease. I think we need to be hyper-conscious of this. Uh, and look at it as though we're starting over with these people, truly starting over. And uh, for me, in, in my case, that's how I have looked at it and how I choose to, to proceed with it. And I think we need to be um, patient because if our wives and children and family aren't keeping up with us, we have to be understanding and aware of that, uh, particularly because they've been that way for us. If they've, if they've been with us through the bulk of, their disease, of our disease, as my wife has been with me, I need to give her the benefit of the doubt and, and be more patient. Uh, I think balance is our recognized goal, and, and uh, you can use, I use the family, my family, as a barometer of balance. I can tell when I'm doing too much of anything by my family's reaction to what I'm doing. And that, that can be good things. That can be AA-related. You can go too far 
into AA, you can go too far into golf, into wood shop, into anything. And your family can be a good barometer of that balance. And everybody here knows, they'll tell you. And I think one of the keys to that is to assume goodwill on their part and be patient with them. We're striving for new lives of which AA is a cornerstone, but not our whole lives. Balance. You have to be diligent about balance. And I know that sounds like a contradiction in terms, but it's not. Uh, if you don't let it get out of whack, you'll find you stay in balance. How does this relate to sponsorship? Um, as a sponsor, you'll talk with your sponsees or even your sponsor in ways and about things that might cause jealousy or resentment from your spouse, significant other, or whomever. And you need to be aware of this. And probably everybody's heard it. You're always nice to your sponsee. That sponsor of yours is so nice. You talk to him about things we never talk about. And uh, I've tried to use that. I've heard that quite a few times. And uh, I try to use that as an opportunity to share my program with my wife. Uh, Try to get to know your sponsee's wife, if they have one, or significant other, family. Uh, I think that has lots of dividends. It will lessen the jealousy and resentment, obviously. It shows both sponsee and their family that you're serious about your own and their, your sponsee's, success and well-being. And it tells both sponsee and spouse that they both can count on you and call on you if they need to and that they can be included in, in uh, that you're part of, and they are included in uh, this mutual progress that you've set up, ideally, no matter what, where they are in the process. Balance, again, as a sponsor, if you aren't sure, ask your sponsor. Before you tell your sponsee anything, you have to have a good sponsor who you look to and can work with before you can be a good sponsor and I think that's not just related to family, but sponsorship as a whole. Thank you.